Finally. After all these years. I found it. Pandora's book. All of its power. All of its fables are mine. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Pandora Fables Podcast, where we aim to provide you with new and interesting stories. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to apologize for the long wait. I'm sure most of you can understand how life can just seem to take control of things that you thought you had under control. So a few things before we get into today's story. I'm very excited to announce that next episode will be the first episode that was not written by me. I don't want to spoil anything, but it will start a, a story written by someone else. Also, I recently got my associates in on. So now that this semester is over, I can give all my free time to working on this podcast and making it the best possible thing. I'll be sure to give you more information on upcoming plans, but that's enough updates at the moment. Now then, let me tell you a story. Oh, how I hear you. Calling for sweet release. Is your soul still crying? Has the light gone from your eyes? Where was your sweet goodbye? He drove half the night, racing across counties to escape the law. He didn't want to look back, didn't want to think about how much they screwed up a simple heist. He needed this job, needed the money. But once they began to pull guns, began to shoot, he knew it was over. A cop. They shot a cop. So, he did the only thing he could do. He drove. He drove until his truck began to threaten that if he didn't put fuel in it soon, it will stop. Eugene Montgomery prayed that he would be able to bear another winter. Another lonely Christmas. Another starless night. He sat in his truck. A 9-7 piece of crap he bought with the last few bucks he got from the insurance claim. He didn't even bother trying to crack it, because just like him, it didn't work right in the cold. The chill of the night did more than just invade his body and cause his muscles to ache. He didn't mind it tonight though. With a bottle of half-empty brandy by him, he didn't even notice the chill. Maybe if he did, maybe if he wasn't already halfway into the bottle, he would have noticed it wasn't the night air that caused the chills tonight. Shit, he mumbles, staring at the empty void in his wallet. God damn it, he groans, tossing the wallet aside. It was supposed to be an easy job. He was supposed to clear at least enough to cover the gift and the room. Who was he kidding? There was no one left to buy a gift for. No one left to smile for. It was supposed to be a simple heist. They had three different people on the take on the inside. Easy. No one said anything about the guns or the screaming. Another deep drag of the bottle as he washed away the images. Not your fault, a voice whispered. Eugene said nothing. How were you supposed to know? They pulled first, and you were just defending yourself. 
the voice added. Another deep dive into the bottle, and he handed it over to the stranger. Yeah, yeah, not my fault. The stranger smiled as he took the bottle, taking a careful sip of the sweet nectar inside. Fuck. Maybe I can sell something. Maybe I... Eugene began before the stranger quickly cut him off. Sell what? The car, Eugene thought. Need it, the stranger said. The bottle? Come on. The ring? Oh. Eugene stared at his hand. There it was, like the only survivor of some great war, the last remnant of his marriage. He didn't even know why he still had it, why he kept it. How long has it been? How long has he been without her? Without him? Another deep dive, and now the line between drunk and completely shit-faced began to blur. Bet she doesn't wear hers, the stranger remarked calmly. Eugene grimaced. Wonder where she's at? The stranger asked. Wonder if your son remembers you? Probably not. Guess when things end like that, it's just like being dead and gone. Eugene said another as he stared at the motel, another shitty motel for lost souls who had nowhere else to go. The Last Stop Motel. Eugene chuckled at that. He was damn sure it was for lost souls. Why did he go out tonight? Why did he have to stop, stop and think? Stop and fucking drink? If he didn't go, he'll be sleeping right now. Or maybe he would have left town. If he didn't stop and didn't park here, the stranger wouldn't have come tonight. Oh, come on, the stranger said quietly. I ain't no stranger. We're friends. Best buds, I'll say. Eugene stared silently at the motel. I was there from the start, remember? The neon on the L flashed on and off in a weird rhythm. I told you to really think about it, Eugene. The stranger continued as Eugene became lost in the light. Told you how cold it can get. The flashing light. Told you forever. The flashing rhythm is a bitch of a long time. Eugene follows himself back there, standing in front of her. What was her name? How did she look? The faceless woman stared deeply in his eyes, with all of the devotion and love that the world could offer. Where her mouth should be, the flesh moved as if she was smiling, as the knife dug into her flesh and a mixer of emotion filled her eyes. Love, fear, and most of all, confusion filled him. The sadness that could only be caused by the breaking of a heart, Tears rolled down his eyes as he felt his friends, the strangers, hands on his, as he felt the knife twist left and right in her. The softest voice whispered in his ear, and now, the boy. I, the friend glanced over at him. I, I Eugene forced out finally back in the moment. I, I didn't want to die. He cried as his friend smiled softly. I, I didn't want to die. Tears rolled down his face as he remembered. He remembered that night like he did every night. He remembered that night so long ago, when the man with purple eyes offered him a second chance, when the stranger came to him and told him he could beat cancer, that he could live forever. When his friend told him all he needed was a trade. His wife to be cured, but his son 
his son to live forever. Eugene said, no. Told him how forever was too long, too long to live with that type of sin. The friend smiled, told him he was smart, and that he could live until the day he wants to die. All he had to do was kill himself, to accept death, and death will come. Come to collect his buddy. Eugene shook the reaper's hand. Tears rolled down his face. Um, I'm sorry. The words felt hollow in the truck cab. He took another dive into the bottle, but this time, there was nothing left. The bottle slipped from his fingers as he watched the light turn on and off. I'm done. I'm done feeling this pain. Oh. God, I'm done. The words came out flat, final. He reached into the glove compartment as he began to dig for his sweet release. Past the faded pictures that only revealed him and a faceless woman and child. Past the insurance and car registration until his hand found the cold hard steel of a 48. He held the gun in his hand and watched the light flash off the dark metal. He found the weight of the gun to be comforting, solid. The one that he could count on. He checked the cylinder to make sure there was a bullet waiting to say hello. He slowly set the barrel between his teeth, making sure he aimed the barrel upward into the roof of his mouth. He thumbs back the hammer. The light kept turning on, off, on, off, as if trying to accuse Eugene of something. He laid his finger on the trigger. Oh, the reaper said. The light flickered on. You're serious. Off. Are you sure? On. Because if you do it, off. Even if your finger twitches a bit too much, on. Boom. All over the seats. Off. Each time the light turned on, he was back there. Back with the faceless one. Backstabbing her. Back to catching the boy and cutting his throat. Back to hearing her beg him to stop. The stranger smiled. Eugene's hand began to shake. Just a little more. A little more pressure. He began to grind against the cold steel. His friend leaned closer watching, hoping for the finale. Tears filled his eyes. Do it! He roars around the barrel. Do it, you son of a bitch! He clutched his eyes shut. The reaper moves closer until he could feel his hot breath on his cheek. An ugly cry came from his throat. Not quite a whimper, but something hollow and full of pain as the gun dropped from his fingers, falling into his lap. Fuck. I... I don't want to die. He cried. The stranger smiled sadly at him as he reached for the gun. Slowly, he closed the hammer, placing it back in the glove compartment. The friend got out of the truck, glancing at Eugene one last time. I told ya, forever is a long time. The Reaper said, closing the door. This was my most recent short story. I wrote this story for my creative writing class this semester and I wasn't even sure I wanted to feature it on the podcast. I'm beyond glad how well the story turned out. So a few things. I will be reaching out to a few different people that I know to see if they have any short stories or poems that they would like to appear on this podcast. If you have any, 
feel free to send them my way via an email. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating or comment because that will help others find us. And if not, just tell somebody about the podcast. This story was written by me, Adrian West. The amazing voice you hear performing was Jacob Parrish. All music for this episode was done by Isaac. All links to their social media is in the info. Thank you. And please, get ready for the next story.